Hi, and welcome to Integrative Cancer Solutions with Dr. Carl Felt. A cancer diagnosis is one of the hardest slap in the face imaginable. All of a sudden, you have to become an expert in cancer and its treatments because your life depends on it. Oncologists, family and friends are pushing you towards chemo, radiation, surgery, yet you feel there are additional solutions out there. You don't feel confident in that only traditional therapies will take care of it. You may, as I have, seen family or friends quickly go downhill from harsh medical treatments. There is a better way. I invite you to listen to stories from real people fighting cancer successfully through powerful, integrative, and holistic methods. Learn what they did. This is my gift to you to make the learning curve less steep after your diagnosis. The information in this podcast could save your life as it has others. Well, Dr. Scheinbart, thank you so much for joining me on Integrative Cancer Solutions with Dr. Carl Felt. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm so excited. I, I know that you are one of the few uh, doctors that are recognized by NIH uh, for integrative healthcare when it comes to oncology. Yes, thank you. I was. I was recognized by the NIH and National Cancer Institute of Health for my work and was recognized as one of five doctors that they recognize as a uh, alternative medicine for cancer. And so... What principles, when, when they recognized you, I mean, what was that based upon? Because uh, you, you did some research articles that you wrote. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about those? Right. They were evidence-based, uh, mainly case studies that I published on a lot. And they followed my work and um, asked me if I would uh, come and present at the NIH in Bethesda. And there was five doctors, maybe one of them, clinical physicians, and 75 researchers. And uh, can you tell me a little bit about those those cases that you those those case studies, you know, so that people can get an understanding of uh, what type of therapies that you employed and the power of them? Because most of the cancer, most of the patients that came to you. They were they had failed everything else, and they were you know stage four, late stage, and really were pretty much sent home to die. Right, right. Uh, there wasn't any alternative. That was uh, that's mainly the patients that I had. That there's nothing else that can be done. He was sent home to die, and can you please help him? Mainly, uh, one of the primary patients I had was a, um, a blood cancer patient with multiple myeloma that had progressed and had every treatment and stem cell treatments and experimental treatments done. And he was sent home to die after having staph aureus pneumonia that was resistant to uh, methicillin. And um, he was sent home to die. And the, the wife and the daughter came to me saying, we know you know alternative medicine. You please help him. You got to help him. And that proceeded to um, getting my eclectic uh, collection of Ayurvedic and trans, uh, traditional Chinese medicine herbs and uh, giving it to them and explaining the directions, how to take it, and realize that he wasn't eating and drinking. He was in bed and waiting to die and uh, had 10 days to live, so to speak. And I had to give him the best bang for the buck and supersize it. And the next thing I knew, I saw the 
the wife saying that he's getting color back in his face. And then I saw his daughter said he was sitting up and starting to eat. And next thing I know, he, the daughter said he was coming to the table and eating. And uh, just realized, I said, well, like, he was supposed to die six months ago from... Must be something to it. So went on and word of mouth, if you can help him, can you help me? Can you help this one? Can you help my daughter? Can, so it just it just took off. So that's uh, pretty much the beginning, the genesis of it. And and the practice that you utilize, you, you mentioned Ayurvedic medicine. So what, what are some of the principles behind that uh, in order for for you to assess what the person needs? Well, like I said, I was uh, I was a clinical physician, and this was my interest to um, study the herbs and the vitamins and what was out there. And I was introduced, I got invited to be trained as an Ayurvedic physician by Maharishi Mahesh, and uh, did so. And it opened up a whole new world of... Uh, herbal products and traditional Chinese medicine products that I collectively gathered and uh, started to use, putting them together. And and uh, are there certain products that you lean on more or are the things that you use unique to yourself? No, what I found, I did a lot of research and studies on products that I found most interest in and then realized that when combined, the synergy was like 10,000 times more potent to stimulate the innate immune system that we've been developing for the last 150,000 years. That by um, tumor cells, cancer cells, uh, summon all the natural killer cells, T cells, macrophages to defend what uh, man made products. Pharmaco can't uh, act on. No. And so we, we have, I mean, in, in natural therapies, we have these kind of common ones that we know, like, you know, curcumin, we know EGCG and, you know, uh, artisanate. So these are things that are known in, in the Western herbal medicine as, as being useful tools. Are there certain ones in the Ayurvedic uh, that you can name off that, that really kind of stick out to be help, helpful in this process? Yes, well, um, individually, they're all potent, but combined, the synergistic value uh, multiplies by, by 10. So like the antioxidants of the, uh, of the amla berry, individually 10, but combined with the synergy would be uh, 10,000 times more potent than being by itself. So it's a combination that really makes the difference. Although standalone, they're very good. The synergy that's applied by me combining them showed much more success. So, um, and, and I, I love that because uh, the complexity and the intelligence that exists within natural compounds, uh, to me, it, it almost like it, it programs the body uh, to be able to regain that information that needs to have an appropriate response to things like cancer, things that are uh, 
are, are not normal and shouldn't be there. Is is that how you're seeing it, or what what are you seeing? Right. Yes. Now it's it's nowadays the it's like the antibiotics and the chemo that they're singly directed they on one type or one problem. It's not touching the multifaceted uh, spectrum of what they all need to be done to be able to have any type of, uh, of uh, usefulness, really. But what it is, is that it's finding, new research is finding that the epigenetics and the genomes that we've had and developed and grown over the last 150,000 years that we evolved have these uh, innate DNA and have the innate genetics that have kept us alive and for the human species to survive through the years and they're in there, but now to be activated, which is what is going on to combat the cancers and the chronic diseases that are basically all in one from inflammation, no matter what disease name or where it is. And so they're all basically bottom line inflammation that the own person's own body and own immune system needs to combat and repel. That's why it's very difficult. For example, the the vaccine of the COVID is uh, was helpful in some, but not others, and it was developed long COVID because of the um, the multi spectrum of the use, because it was only developed in one uh, one spike, and then the mutations happen. But the body sees everything. The natural immune system sees everything that needs to be um, destroyed. That's a a foreign invader to protect itself. That's where my product comes into helping the the patient defend itself against the outside environment that's constantly bombarding us, whether it's a virus, uh, a pseudo cancer, um, toxins, air. Food, water we drink, uh, clothes we wear, everything that we, our environment basically is constantly embodying us. Yeah, and and the key is then obviously to kind of minimize that exposure and to kind of clean that up as the best that we can. And I, I really like the point that you're making in, in regards to uh, like the COVID shot is, is just uh, targeting one specific spike, you know, that uh, and then the immune system responds to that and it becomes hyper focused on that one component, which means that it loses its ability to focus on other areas, you know, because, you know, the vaccine will just tell the person, you know, keep focusing here, keep focusing here. And so it becomes a very linear approach, just hitting that aspect when in reality there's there's a lot of components in regards to what the immune system needs to do. And the same with cancer is that like chemo radiation will just have a very linear approach, but it doesn't have that multifaceted complex uh, uh, kind of intelligence that brought with with these natural agents. And so when you bring those in, uh, it becomes, you know, a factorial, like you're saying, that when you bring in, you know, two, three different components, you have that exponential effect. And it's it's the same that, you know, you, you do the factory of, you know, one times two times three times four, and right. then all of a sudden just boom, 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 becomes so much more because each one brings, you know, additional complexity to the solution. 
Right. It's interesting because a, a, per, a, a giving a lecture, a talk, and a, a woman asked me, she said, after she had breast cancer and after chemo and radiation, she developed uh, Hashimoto's thyroiditis. And, um, you know, no history, no reason why. And, you know, when you look at it, you know, the body was being bombarded by chemo and radiation was a thyroiditis become an autoimmune, which is basically another inflammation from as a secondary from the breast cancer treatment of the radiation, or was it just a another exponential problem from the breast cancer showing up in the thyroid? It could have, you know, or could have been anywhere, liver, lung, kidney disease, but it was, uh, you know, a secondary, like you said, it just uh, singly attacks, but not broad spectrum. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And, and in regards to, you know, like Hashimoto's or thyroiditis or whatever it is, it, it is still the immune system that's dysregulated. And that's the same thing that we're seeing in, uh, in cancer. It's just an immune system that is dysregulated. Right, right. It's all whatever you want to call to me, whatever, my, whatever you want to call it, whatever name you want to give it. Bottom line, it's still inflammation whether it's COVID inflammation causing whatever problem, lung, heart, whatever, or cancer causing problems or autoimmune, but they're all basically inflammation to, to focus on that fact of how to remediate that, that inflammation is the bottom line is, you know, get to the root of the cause of why is there inflammation and the body to attack with its natural uh, immune system, that problem and whatever supplemental problems there exist. Yeah, and uh, many people call cancer the wound that never heals. And so we have the difference between acute inflammation and chronic inflammation. And chronic inflammation mm -hmm. is when there's inflammation there that is not resolved. I mean, the inflammation is, is something it allows the immune system then to get to that location to resolve the issue and to heal it and then be done and then move on. But then in, in cancer or other inflammatory conditions, it is not resolved. So uh, it, it continually you know, depletes the, uh, the resources of the body. Right. I mean, the body's working very hard, again, to fight off in the, the exterior environmental toxins plus whatever we put in our body. And it's fighting it off. Like you said, the chronic inflammation will turn into probably metastases. You know, if it's there to begin with, and you hear people, patients saying, yeah, well, I've had cancer, but I was treated and I was re in remission for one, two, three years, whatever. But it came back with a vengeance and it was in my lung, liver, breast, ovaries, whatever. And but you said that so it wasn't really ever taken care of. It just just went and hid for a while and came back uh, very angry. So you're not taking care of the problem. You're just putting a bandaid on it for the time. Yeah, and that's the thing with chemo radiation is that it doesn't uh, go after all types of cancer cells. You know, it's you have direct. The, yeah, yeah. So it's very direct and very toxic in itself so the body's fighting that too yeah and and obviously when you're done with the therapies with the chemo radiation then when all cancer cells uh, are not 
eliminated because there's no therapy that can do that, then you have to rely on your immune system. And by using these toxic therapies, your immune system are then subpar, quite challenged, quite handicapped. Right, right. And, and now that allows, it's an open window for whatever cancer cells that remained to then progress and take over. Exactly. So you, it's a battle, you know, basically your body is having the battle of its life. And what I do is I hope to have helped it fight that battle and summoning the natural immune system of the body, who is the only way to defend itself that we do possess because the body that it defends itself to survive and thrive. And it's in our epigenome and our genetics and our DNA for 150,000 years as it's grown and, and developed itself. And we're still here. Why? Because we have certain abilities that we needed to have to be here at this point in time. And uh, the body is the only way it's going to defend itself against this inflammation. I mean, we can, you know, go live on a mountaintop somewhere, you know, with clean water and fresh air and organic foods and all the good things. But it's uh, seemingly difficult in this day and age. Yeah, it's hard to hide from from all of that. You know, they're they're finding toxins. You know, even at North Pole, there's glyphosates up there. Right, right, right. Yeah. So. Tell, tell me, you, you mentioned one story. It's another story that kind of really sticks out to you. You know, one of your patients that came to you, you know, that, you know, it's really in a bad spot and, and uh, you, you were able to support them uh, towards a better outcome. Well, one of them that comes to mind is the, uh, is the fellow with, uh, he had pancreatic cancer that it was inoperable and untreatable. And, uh, Basically, he didn't want to do anything. He didn't want to take any chemo radiation or any treatments like that because his older brother had the same thing. And he saw, he watched him, what he went through, all the agony and pain, he said, and he wasn't about to do that. So he opted to do nothing and just live his life out, you know, be it however long. So, but, uh, he was willing to take what I had to offer because it's uh, pretty, you know, simple to to do and innocuous and plant, and it wasn't what his brother went through. So he was agreeing to that, and um, he started doing it, taking the protocol procedures, and uh, he would go every couple of months to uh, Scripps Loyal in uh, San Diego. And get a scan, and uh, and every month he said it would grow, the cancer would grow. He said he started taking my product, and he went. And one time the doctor said, "Oh, it didn't grow this time," and kept taking my product. And then he went again to get scanned, and he said the doctor said the tumor got a little smaller. So he kept taking it, and to the point where after a few months he said it was down to negligible on the scan. And the doctor said, what have you been doing? This is, you know, incredible. And he said, yeah, I told him what he was doing and taking my product. And he said, well, whatever it is you take and keep taking it. So he wound up to be a very happy patient. And uh, the tumor eventually 
dissolved and was non-existent, which to everybody was pretty uh, miraculous in itself. That's, that's incredible. That's a really incredible story. And, and it speaks about you know, how you don't have to do these high-power toxic therapies, but you can do these gentle, intelligent uh, type of therapies like herbal. It's, it's like eating an organic apple. I've never had in all these, all these years anybody ever mention or come, say to me like uh, any side effect, any problem, complaint, and, and nausea, upset stomach, diarrhea, rash, nothing. I mean, it's as natural as you're going to get because it's been around 5,000 years. I mean, nothing's been around that long, maybe the cockroach. But other than that, I mean, it's pretty, must be pretty special to have that longevity. And these are ancient medicines. And basically what I'm finding is they're treating ancient epigenomics, which makes a lot of sense, not being a PhD immunologist uh, specialist. But, you know, it's just it's evidence based is what I'm finding. And there's a lot of research going on now to support that uh, epigenomic ancient gene findings. And, and you know, they're, they're finding that all these different phenolics, you know, different compounds within these natural agents that they are recognizing having a, kind of a cell signaling, you know, restoring appropriate cell signaling. But then, you know, with that, yes, we are then isolating different compounds, but then the all the components in combination within a an herbs, uh, let's say, you know, they all come together with that synergistic effect. So, yes, we can say such and such compound have that effect, but the right. sum total is so much more. Right, right. It just it magnifies it to the point where it just gives it the best bang for the buck. You know, I mean, it's like... If you could eat, uh, if you could take a thousand milligram of, of vitamin C and take a, a product that can give you 10,000 milligrams of vitamin C, the same size, the same amount, well, which one would you take? But also, you know, it's a, you're, you're very correct on that. It's like, uh, for example, resveratrol that they find with glioblastoma works very well with the, the metavar together or, or alone, which is very interesting because it does cross the blood-brain barrier and be one of the few phenol, polyphenols that, that would do that. Um, maybe combine it with what? I don't know. But even in itself, it has that powerful effect. Yeah, and then if you have you know, the resveratrol, they're looking a lot at the frankincense, boswellia in regards to glioblastoma. Um, yeah, there, there, there's so many different promises that exist out there that uh, uh, that, that we're kind of on the verge learning about. Uh, are is there what people always ask is diet? Yeah, you know, what what is the right diet in your mind? I mean, we have ketogenic out there. We have the the plant based diet. We have paleo. We have. I mean, what in your mind is an appropriate diet for an individual uh, battling cancer? Well, like I said, most of the patients I have were like sent home to die and really didn't have much much of an appetite. But what I do tell them eventually is just, you know, just to keep it simple, do, if all possible and available, organic. You know, whatever it is, please do not buy any of the sugar, 
processed foods. Uh, everything needs to be fresh, minimally cooked, organic. And we go from there. If they're meat eaters, I try to limit, you know, or keep it to, to you know, once a week, uh, grass-fed, uh, as natural, organic as it can be, fish, wild-caught as possible. And just to have them give them basic, simple, because it's hard, as you know, it's hard to change a diet. I mean, diets are very difficult, but people will once they, you know, they understand it and the illness and what that could help them. And the exercise, I tell people, you know, just do something. Don't, you don't have to join a gym or go do something like that or buy workout classes. Just go to your, walk to your mailbox, you know, walk around the block. You know, don't get fancy, just keep it simple. And it, 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 they understand it best and it's more compliant at best. And it's just uh, that's, you can't do any, you know, special. I don't put any demands on them that way. They'll figure it out eventually, along the way. Well, Dr. Scheinbart, thank you so much. And, and I really honor the, the work that you do and the impact that you have on, on people dealing with these kind of very hard situations where you know, medically they haven't really found a solution yet. So, so thank you so much for what you do and for sharing it. Thank you. I appreciate you saying that. And- We all just try to do our best. The information this podcast is for educational purposes only and is not designed to diagnose or treat any disease. If you'd like to know more about what my center offers, please visit thecarlfeldcenter.com. Please join us next week for another live consultation with a patient diagnosed with cancer on integrative cancer solutions with Dr. Carlfeld.